This is a HeadGum Original. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Nice car. Running a podcast company takes everything you've got. Having to deal with Jeff and Riley sure sounds like a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go out for lunch to eat Japanese. And order only carries. You want to go where others don't. Where prices are quiet and safe. You want to go where the food is at best. Very good. Cheers theme. Yeah. I respect it. And cheers to Omsby, which and was... cheers to Omsby. Is this not an old theme song? Have we not played this? Uh, according to Lorne Mintz, we haven't. He resent it, but... Um, I see. Yeah, it's actually the same guy that sent in a terrible Blink-182 cover and a pretty good Louis Armstrong one. <laughs> Is that what... That's what he says? Yeah, well, that's what we called it. We probably called it the opposite, a great Blink-182 cover and a... Uh, pretty good louis armstrong one hmm. yeah we're never we're never rude uh this time i wanted to do something no one has done yet for the pod which is to parody a theme song for a tv show that's not true uh, i chose to parody <laughs> cheers and provide a theme song uh called omsby i hope you guys like the song nothing to plug but i did have a question for both of you oh uh after at 560 episodes of If I Were You, you had almost every College Humor alum on the show at one point. But is there a reason, a reason Jeff Rubin has never appeared as a guest? Jeff has a podcast, too. He really, he should. I thought he did once in the middle of the pandemic. I remember, like, calling him. Oh, yeah, him. he did. It was like me, you, Jeff, and Pat. But it was, a, it was definitely one of those non-traditional If I Were You's. Yeah, it was like so early in the pandemic, we thought we had to, like, record a, a phone conversation. I should listen yeah. to back on those. It's just like a, a time capsule. Remember the first episode after the pandemic? We like called Ben and Jeff and Marty and asked yeah. them how long they thought the pandemic would last. And I w- We should re-listen to that because I don't <laughs> think it would have aged well. I remember thinking that it was going to be a month. I remember being like... Yeah, we'll be back in an office in like six weeks or something like that. Yeah, I vaguely remember my brother being like, people are people are saying it's, it's going to last through the summer. And I was like, the summer? No way! Till June? No, I don't think so. That would be the worst fucking thing in the world. Uh, so I think we have had Jeff on, but maybe we can have him in a more official capacity. Yeah, definitely in a traditional sense. That'd be nice. I actually don't know if Omsby, our old... Um, or at least my old favorite lunch spot um, survived. I think it did not. Didn't it close? It, it, I thought it closed pre-pandemic. Yeah. 
That's a funny thing to imagine, like a restaurant failed anyway, but then it, like if somebody asked like, yeah, the pandemic just wiped us out. I thought you closed in December. Yeah, yeah. but like the writing was on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The data it was coming good, out of Wuhan and it didn't look good. So we, sh we shuttered the restaurant. <laughs> it's a good excuse. I like I, something that's kind of similar is I remember like people trying to get jobs in like 20... 15 or something and they were i can't i mean now i don't remember the years but it was like oh yeah they're like the recession and the job market i was like i think that thing i think that has passed <laughs> as a reason that you can't get a job yeah That's, it's fun to blame the pandemic and oftentimes it's true so nobody really calls you out on it yeah i mean things are bad generally so it's it, even if it's not bad for you specifically because of that it's it's created conditions that aren't good um all right so thank you again to who was that uh, uh, uh gosh lorne mints mm -hmm. yeah lorne lorne good stuff you don't really meet a lot of lorne's it's just michael's and th this guy i guess right uh all right we asked uh for lightning round quick hits fast questions trying to answer as many questions as possible sometimes we take our sweet ass time with it and sometimes we rush through it all so let's do, let's have a rush through it all episode oh that's fun we'll get a lot a lot let's get a lot done yeah high quantity low quality this is if i were you the only advice pod on the web hosted by us indeed some of these are actual advice questions so we can Try to answer those as well. Um, for example, That's good stuff. Buddy Love asks, how do you tell a nice person that they talk too much without being overly rude? Hmm. Without being overly rude. Yeah. You can mm. be rude. Just don't be overly rude. I think you just take the blame on yourself. You, just, you know, you say like, sorry, I'm, I'm uh, really tired. Like, let's, let's, uh. Let's uh, both Let's of us down. shut the fuck up. I yeah. feel like we're both talking a mile a minute. Can we? Yeah. I mean, I'd have to know exactly what they were saying, and what they were doing. But I think you say something to the effect of like, let's change the subject or let's slow down or can we talk about something that's less stressful? I've had a long day, something like that. You yeah. just politely ask to move the topic um, and say that you're tired and then they might not even, and they might not venture into the new topic because you've kind of told them the truth <laughs> that you don't feel like talking about something. It's talk, talking is hard, but listening can be harder because mm -hmm. if somebody is talking at you, then you have to like occasionally, your brain is has to be on and listening and chiming in when necessary. Yeah. You could always fake an email or a phone call. Just, you know, sorry, I have to deal with this and then make it seem like you're taking something really seriously. So it's not like that easy for them to just jump back in and be like, so anyway, yeah, I was saying, you know, <laughs> yeah. then they, they require you to talk. You can also take a phone call and sort of tell them everything that you should be telling them. So it's mm. like, sorry, I have to take this. Hello, shut up, shut up. You talk too much. <laughs> You really oh, do talk good. too much. Leave me alone. That's, that's sorry. Perfect. This you get guy it all named out. Davis talks my ass off every time he calls yeah. me, and it's the worst. I thing I can't stand ever. when people talk incessantly without a point. That's all. You didn't, anyway, you, didn't you were get saying. A call. I see you didn't get a call. <laughs> <laughs> huh. You told me to shut up. Low key. <laughs> Taking out a pocket knife. 
<laughs> do you have, Do you a, have problem? a problem with me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're back. That's right. Speaking of back, Aaron Dick Reed asks, Whoa. unfortunate last name, uh, when is Jugo coming back, a.k.a. Yugo? Is that I, like a thing that you guys have to decide together? Or can you sort of force yeah, it I can, through? I can unilaterally decide. I could actually just show up uh, at Murph and Emily's with you in tow. <laughs> with, with you, you in, in go. go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Having had and, me yeah. in the car. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they would have to abide by that because I brought Hugo and you can't insult Hugo on the day. <laughs> All right, cool. So that should be soon. Although I usually come in around the holidays, so that's got to be coming up too. That actually is true. Uh uh, yeah, when we record, I guess in November or December, you should come through. Uh, Ali Hagani, aka I Alligator, asks, "What are your favorite cars? Also, why is the headgum license plate in the LA studio and not on my Mazda? He knows mm. I have a Mazda. That's zoom, cool. zoom. Um, wait, you don't have the headgum license plate anymore? I do. I think I had to get a new license plate because I got a new Mazda, so I put the old one." As decoration, and then the new one is on my car. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I actually just got a new car. It hasn't arrived yet, but I... um, Would you say it's your favorite car? I got got a lease. No, I would actually not say it's my favorite car. I'm a little disappointed that I got it, but it was the right thing to do, so I went for it. It I got a RAV4 hybrid. Yeah, very practical. Smaller SUV. Got rid of the car that I do love, the Toyota 4Runner. That'd have been, that's a, that's, a that's your favorite car? Um, I, guess, I mean, my favorite car is probably the one I had before. Uh, 2000 Toyota Tacoma. So Just, you're a t- Toyota man through and through. I do love Toyota. And I loved that Tacoma. Many good memories in that car. And just felt happy every time I drive it. I don't, I'm not one for like technical specs, like horsepower, that kind of thing. Um, I just like to feel happy every time I'm in my car. Yeah, what it's what makes you I, feel happy about the truck? Is it just nostalgia? Like, would any car have given you that? Or, I think I guess maybe it would have to be for the nostalgia. It would have to be a pre two thousand car, um, and I, I I like the boxy elements. I like the analog features. That's just like like a key going into a thing. Yeah, it's power windows, but really nothing else. Everything else has like freaking buttons. There's no motors everywhere. That's There's why you didn't no like touch hunting. screen. You didn't like renting the Tesla because everything was too smart. I despise the Tesla, yeah. I, what's um, your what? What's a good car to you? A Mazda? I was going to say a Tesla, but... Oh. Because you are allowed it. to... We can have different opinions. It's fine. I'll it say a Ford... I don't like Fords. No, I don't like Ford truck. <laughs> Dodge Durango. But, not really, but it's fine. That's okay. I want you PT to really... Cruiser painted green and the license plate says why so srs i feel like you trying to come up with a car that i like you're not even saying cars that you necessarily like 88 chrysler lebaron that's perfect really that's actually sick convertible (laughs) yeah in the cobalt blue you better believe that convertible by accident what about your first car do you remember the the one you got at age 16 was it a hand-me-down or was it a real it was um it was purchased used for me and my sister uh she was 
think she was like 19 and I had turned 16 and we both wanted a car and we got a 1992 Toyota Camry. Oh, wow. Very similar. I uh, got my older brother's hand-me-down, which was a 94 Honda Accord two-door. Oh, very nice. Two-door. The The first night that I had my new used car, I felt like it smelled a little bad. So I rolled down all of the windows and opened the sunroof. And it was a torrential downpour that night. I woke <laughs> up and my car was beyond soaked i the cup holders were overflowing with water yeah um it never ever smelled right again it was which is why 16 year olds shouldn't be allowed to have anything important yeah i didn't look at the weather i would just (laughs) was like this car smells bad open up everything go to bed wake up afternoon (laughs) oh shit is there even like a drainage system from inside of a car would it just fill up to the brim I think it would just fill up to the. I mean, it all it was cloth interior, so it just soaked deep into the seats, <laughs> to the point where it could never dry ever. It never, ever, ever smelled right. It always smelled like moldy cardboard for the rest of its life, <laughs> and that's what you've been chasing ever since. That's right. Um, do you have any ones? Are you on that Twitter thread? Um, yeah. Is Jake Hurwitz aware that the Colorado Avalanche reunited Blink One Eighty Two? I was not aware. And is that true? The Colorado Avalanche? Well, yeah. we should say that Blink is uh, back on the road, or they have a reunion tour coming up. I saw, and I, I don't think anyone has ever sent me... That that link came in through uh, my texts, my DMs, the HeadGum Slack. People know that I'm a Blink fan, and they wanted me to know. They wanted and me to Gabrus see was in the announcement video. Did you see yeah, that? That was incredible. <laughs> was so cool. Uh, so, what's the closest Blink show? Did you did you look at the schedule? Is are the tickets released? Uh, it looks. I mean, they're coming to Brooklyn. I think or New York. Uh, New York in May. The schedule oh, is. It, it, yeah, it, does, it doesn't say where they're performing, but I guess I would guess like MSG. Yeah, is it or is it like you look and it's like actually just a three thousand person venue, but just no, like you're no. the target There's, audience. Their reunion tour is going to be huge. They were they were playing arenas, not arenas. They were playing stadiums though. St- aren't stadiums bigger than stadiums? Are like a hundred thousand arenas are like twenty thousand. Oh, okay, so maybe arenas. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, they weren't like selling yeah, out a football stadium. No, 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 they weren't selling out a football stadium, but they were selling out the um, uh, whatever it is in Hartford. That's, right, that's where I saw them. Who do you think is going to open for them? I think it's, I thought it said, I thought like Rise Against or something like that. I what don't is know. That? Um, is that like a new band or like a band that would have opened for them in 2002? I think a band that would have opened for them in 2002. I'm also not 100% sure it is Rise Against, I, but it seems like just other punk bands. So everyone there will be 35 to 45, right? There's no 15 yeah. year olds at a Blink show currently. Unless a forty-year-old has a fifteen-year-old kid, yeah, uh, and brings them to the, sh- the the show. And then, do you think was it a thing just at Blink concerts or just concerts in general that like girls would flash them and they would like do stuff with that? I think that that was a thing in general, but not uh, just a Blink, Blink definitely made a meal of it for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a part of their show. I remember seeing some boobs at a 
I think it was a Blink-182 concert once. Yeah, yeah, because if people showed their boobs, they would get, like, shouted out on stage. <laughs> yeah, take off your pants and jacket, indeed. <laughs> I really respect that they, like, stayed true to who they are with the with their announcement. They're coming, we're coming. It's... Yeah, they're still just super sophomoric, even though, like, Mark Hoppus is a 52-year-old cancer survivor or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. crazy. I wonder uh I wonder how the Colorado Avalanche. Let's take a break. Let's look up and try to understand how that's even possible. Yeah. Colorado Avalanche why. Blink 182. Uh right. thanks to sponsors and we'll be back after these messages. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's they have twenty four seven award winning customer support. They have very simple drag and drop technology. You can code, you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness It's nah. a it's an anti-movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non-movement good. That's movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. <laughs> one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a fitness yeah. nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And we're back. Um, I told you this, but last week, one of my friends, Ofer, his father... Found challenged out. you yeah he found out that me and our other buddy amir cohen play tennis every week and he's like you know i play tennis every day at a country club mm-hmm. uh let's play together uh i i'll try to you know destroy you at tennis and i said sure yeah let's uh let's rally bring I it only, on old man yeah i only play with amir cohen so it's like we're but not you've necessarily always, getting never better. beat you, right? Co- Co- he's never... Cohen ever... has yet to beat me in a set, but we're roughly comparable. Like, we're not hitting some really hard shots. We're, like, right. 
a lot of slow conservative trying to. What's the closest hit the ball that he has in. come? Uh, he's tied. Like we've got to like five five and run out of time, or six six, and like we had to leave because somebody else was wow. kicking us off the court. How ins- and it's been two years. How insanely frustrating for him. <laughs> yeah, now it's sort of a running joke where it's like he's not so close that it's frustrating it's kind of like this is ridiculous how do i never like it's not like i'm a a lot better than him so it would make sense it's not like if i was playing a professional and i would never win if you were to see us play you would have been like okay half the time maybe 60 to 70 percent of the time i would win and then he'd win the other but no zero for whatever interesting so ofer's dad who plays tennis every day is like let's play let's you know you think you know you're so good let's uh let's have at it one-on-one mano y mano winner take all Mm. Uh, I said, sure. I wasn't really competitive or combative. I wasn't saying that I was going to kick his ass because I'm like, you know, I'm a lot younger than him, but at the same time, he plays tennis every day. So like maybe his form is better and I can run a lot faster or whatever. Yeah. So are you thinking like, oh man, I hope I don't embarrass him by like actually being good? Or were you like, I wonder if he'll beat me or are we matched? My other friend Jesse said that I was going to beat him because he's, Uh, 25 years older than me he's like just make him run you're not even 40 he's over 60 you'll be fine Mm -hmm. i'm like well i i hope you're right but at the same time i've only played cohen once a week for two years he plays every day versus a variety of people maybe he's taking lessons maybe he's learning faster getting better than me i'll try to make him run but at the same time he's also in probably pretty good shape if he's playing literally every day right uh so the day comes last Thursday where I drive to deep into the valley to his country club to play him at tennis. A bunch of my friends want to come and see. Um, Ofer's children, this guy's grandkids are there. <laughs> they made signs. Some of them say, go Saba, which means go grand- grandpa. Wow, so they are not in your camp. No, although some of them did say, go Saba and Amir, which was really nice. So it's like, That's you know what? They just wanted to see a good game. Yeah. Ofer, did they? Ofer texts me that day and he's like, my dad is already played this morning I'm like oh okay that's is that a good sign for me because he might be tired or is it the fact that he's <laughs> playing two a days now and i haven't played in a week and a half is that yeah. a bad sign uh i get there at five he's already warmed up he's sweating like he's been playing since four so like he already played in the morning and he's been playing for an hour oh my god i only play for an hour once a week so like <laughs> i don't have i clearly am not in better shape than him and yeah He's warming up against a guy who's awesome. He's like the other guy's just crushing the ball, topspin forehands down the line, right to right to Ofer's dad. They're training and practicing. I just arrived, like you know, pretty cold. Training had, just like, for you. That's yes. got to feel pretty cool. Yeah. Or he's like, you know, I want to show this thirty-nine-year-old who's boss. Um, so I'm like, yeah, let's hit around. As soon as we start hitting around, I realize like. Um, Rami, that's You're in trouble. Overstat, yeah, he's, he's better than me at tennis. It's not even like, it's not particularly close. He's very good control, a lot of pace, a lot of topspin on his shots. Like, he can, like, mm-hmm. run me around very, fairly easily. Uh, so we start the set. He wants to play best of three sets, which I've never done. I usually just play one <laughs> set. He's like, no, you got to win two. I'm like, all right, great. <laughs> yeah. Mm. He starts serving. His serves are fast and in and, like, slicing. So like I've never I'm never trained against somebody like that like yeah going so he's just like particularly is he acing slow. you left and right not acing me but not uh you just can't return it I can return it but I, my returns are always just like getting a racket on it and it's a lob back to him I'm not returning it with power or anything like that 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can get a racket on it. But the lobs that go back to him, he's like putting them away fairly easily. Like I have so no, like, I have no answer to that. I'm like your I can't rallies do are anything. like him to you, you to him. He puts it away. Correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then it's my turn to serve. If my first serve doesn't go in, my second serve is very slow. Also, he just puts it away. At this point, I'm like, I'm sorry to everybody who came out to see this. This is not an equal match. <laughs> he's he's going to beat me by a lot. Like, I don't, I'm, this isn't about me digging deep. I just, I'm not better than him. I'm not as <laughs> good as he is. Did you address the crowd? No. I mean, everyone was very funny and laughing and supportive. Uh, but he was just like, you know, he was a lot better at tennis than me. Yeah. Quasi toying with me. The first set ended probably in eight minutes. He won 6 1. Eight minutes? Very easily. He beat me 6 1. I'm like, okay. Uh, How'd you play get a another game set? Off him? Uh, I think maybe like when I was serving, one of my few of my fir first serves went in, or maybe he made a mistake when he was like returning it and like hitting it wide or slightly long. <laughs> Very fortunate. <laughs> Uh, yeah. more friends show up. How's it going? What's going on? I'm like, uh, poorly or great for him. He is a yeah. lot better at tennis than I am. Um, it was six, one in the first set. Second set. I was sprinting towards his balls. Like instead of like letting the shots just sail by mm -hmm. me, I was like yeah, actually using, running for them. Using yeah. your youth, using my youth, trying to make him run as well. I, Maybe he also just got bored. It was 3-3. I'm like, holy shit. I'm so gassed, but it's 3-3. If I win this second set, like, I don't think I have anything left in the tank for set three, if, if it happens to go that way. Mm -hmm. uh, fortunately for both of us, he then ended up beating me 6-3. So the final score was 6-1, 6-3. But he didn't, really, he didn't really have to try very hard. He was just... Mm -hmm a better tennis player than me. And he had already played earlier that day and was training before I got there. So like as winded as I was, he was in better shape than me as well. Was he like, let's play again? Or was he like, okay, we got that out of our system. Uh, I'll no, never he, see you again. Yeah. It was more like, well, you're the vibe was that it's, it wasn't an equal match. It's not like, wow, that could have been anybody's game. Let's try it again. It's just like, yeah you should learn how to hit it like this before we play again. Or like, you should try, you can't like always spin it back to me. Cause like, it's really easy yeah. for me to return. I'm like, yep, that's I mean, true. Well, I you really, I, I blame Cohen because I feel like you, you should be training with a pro. You should yeah, be hitting like taking lessons. Yeah. Many different partners. Yeah. Um, you should be playing more. You should be getting more match time. Um, I, I think I, I haven't been taking it as seriously. Like he's been training for this moment and I have been yeah. just sort of hitting around with a buddy. Do you feel like you want to take it seriously now? Yeah. I mean, it'd be great to get better at tennis for sure. Um, but when I'm playing against Cohen, there's this, this win streak on the line that I never want to like try to hit it harder to go for high right. risk. You're not improving. You're just trying to preserve <laughs> this, your, this streak. your streak. Yeah. So I'm never going to, uh, go for winners that yeah. often will miss because I don't want to lose at this You're point. only ever going to be good at beating Cohen. Correct. <laughs> I've You're... been training for one opponent and one opponent yeah. only. And one goal That's to right. have a winning record yes, against, this against one opponent. a random guy. Yeah, exactly. And we're both not taking it seriously, very seriously. Like It's not like he's taking lessons as well. So I will right. only get as good as he gets by I mean, playing against he me. He should take lessons because that'd be really fun if just one day he showed up and blanked you. Mm -hmm. And that, was, that would be the only way I would get better is if like he starts hitting the shots that Ofer's dad was hitting against me. 
so I can practice and try yeah. to train against that style of opponent. Well, we should we should play. We've talked about it before. You and I should play. Yeah, you're coming this weekend. Maybe we can play. Yeah. I wonder if you're more of a me or more of an Ofer's dad. Oh, def- definitely more of a you. I think I would almost certainly be worse than you. But what about your, your peak powers? If I... I mean, now I have not... I, I hadn't played like 10 years, and I haven't played in a year since I started playing like last summer. So I wouldn't say... I don't think my powers even have a peak. If my serve is going in, I think I could win a few games. But like when you were playing in college fairly regularly. Oh, then I think I was like, I was decent. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't good. I couldn't win against any college players, but I could win against any of my friends that wanted to play tennis. Oh, shit. Okay. Because I sort of said that when I was walking off the court, I said, I have a friend that could kick your ass. Old man. <laughs> oh, God. And he's like, who? Bring him. I'm like, who? Who do you think it is? It's fucking Jake. Yeah. And he played in college. So name a time and a place and he did right. and i sort of set you up i put you on yeah, a pedestal to fail yeah okay. and now i'm worried that go saba go <laughs> yeah. i'm kind of frightened that he's gonna sort of kick my ass again by <laughs> proxy you're gonna make me look bad Hurwitz. it was very humbling to lose that badly really to anybody but to somebody yeah. who was 25 years older than me yeah that is that's an interesting feeling i and i, I I felt like helpless I too. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. like it was. I was nerve-wrackingly close. It was just a, uh, you know, when it's one-on-one like that, and someone is just more skilled. It's like, yeah, I just, don't have it I, in me to beat you. Whenever I go home and I play soccer with my dad and his like pickup soccer league, there's some guys that are my age, some guys that are younger, but then there's like guys that are in their sixties, seventies, and. I think that I'll be able to like get around them, or stop them if they're coming towards me, but they just have more ball control and they know how to play soccer. And they're I, cheating. Yeah. All I have is my speed and dedication and my <laughs> desire to not look a fool, but that's not I, enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. So like a 70 year old can just kind of deke me out because I fall for like the <laughs> oldest trick in the book. Cause I've never played soccer. Yeah. Maybe we could do a web series in which we challenge older athletes at different sports and just get our asses handed to us. See, that's actually, that is pretty fun. I wonder if there's any sport that we could beat a 75-year-old professional in. Mm. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I was thinking of pickleball, but I've never played pickleball, and I've seen a lot of older gentlemen sort of dominate at that. I've been watching pickleball take a hold in my neighborhood, like... Near my climbing gym, there's a big open uh, lot, and I rode my bike to the gym one day. I saw one pickleball net uh, up, rode it the next week. There was two. (laughs) Went there last night, and there was just like eight different pickleball courts that were all set up with people, like with temporary (laughs) nets, people that brought their own nets, their own rackets, drew their own courts. It's it's a phenomenon, man. It's spreading. And you you know who hates pickleball? Ofer's dad. Ofer's dad, that's right. Older tennis players think that it's like mm-hmm. this new fad and it's like taking courts away from their hobby. Yep, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. Maybe I'll get better at that and challenge him at pickleball or something. Although that's more like ping pong, I think. Right. Uh, okay, here's an athletic question. Best surfing oh. tip for a beginner, question mark, says see a red. 
Um, damn, I haven't been surfing in, I think, a month and a half now, maybe even two months. Um, so my advice is to go. Uh, you have to go because otherwise you won't get better. And that's the hardest part about surfing is getting to the beach. It seems. Yeah, yeah, and well, the conditions also have to be right. There have been a couple of days where I was like, I'm free, I'm going to go surfing, and then I look at the wave report and. The waves are too big. Like I'll go if the waves are one to two feet. I'll go when they're small. Oh wow! Well, I don't give a yeah. shit as long as it's twenty-four inch waves or less. I'm fucking it, there. True. If, I mean, if they're six foot waves, I can't. I will. I'll um, get my ass kicked. There's yeah. no point in me going. I don't even. I don't have a board for those waves. Um, so if you, but if you're beginning, I think one uh, maybe like rent a board your first few times so you don't uh, end up buying like a nine foot board that you don't want and then need to sell it um get a foam top because uh, that helps you catch waves and work uh on your form a little bit more and yeah that's all the all the gear is expensive so rent your first few times and then if you like it then check out facebook marketplace that's where i bought my surfboard Here's another basketball-related, sorry, athletic-related question. This one is about basketball. It says, what okay. is the peak moment of your basketball playing career? I guess, do you have a peak moment in your basketball career? Or maybe in any athletic career, like a moment or a thing that you did that was the most impressive athletic feat? Wow. I think, yeah, definitely. I think so. Do you have a basketball one? I'm going to try to think of my crowning athletic achievement. I remember in high school once I threw a volleyball across a basketball court one-handed and it went in. So that was pretty cool. It's like one singular thing, like a 90-foot yeah. heave that went into a basketball hip hoop. That is, yeah, that's pretty solid. And then like a few months ago, I made seven threes during a, a pickup a session. Wow. It was not one game, but like over the course of three games, I made seven threes. So that was yeah. the, my most recent achievement. So those two things between making seven threes and then also throwing a volleyball in from 90 feet. That's pretty sick. Okay. So I'll go with an old one and a new one. Um, I believe I won the 12 and unders doubles championship. Wow. At my uh, pool club. Yeah. Me and Scott Fitzsimons won. And it was, you know, I, nobody expected me to win. I don't think I, I was an underdog. Scott was good. He was really um, good, yeah. Yeah, really good. Actually, yeah. I twisted my ankle in the second game. He said, just uh, take a game. seat on the doubles alley <laughs> and I'll sort of play Canadian style one on two. And he destroyed the next best 11-year-olds. <laughs> Uh, and then the other one is maybe just this past week when I rode my bike 100 miles from uh, Brooklyn to New Haven. Wow, how long did that take? Uh, 11 hours. Jesus, 11 hours of riding straight. Uh, no, it was 11 hours. To we left at like 7.30 and we got to my parents' house around like six something. Oh my God. Um, and then, but at, like just pure riding time, I think like eight and a half hours. And did we you feel like lunch. I could just keep going like I was walking or like by the end you're like, this is like the end of a marathon and I'm dead? um it was it came in waves like after i think we, when we got out of like the bronx or when we were in the bronx i was like jesus christ this is like the riding wasn't that challenging like it wasn't like hard on my legs but it was just like you had to be constantly aware of all of this crazy shit that was happening in new york city and i was like if it's um 
you know, 80 more miles of this, it's really going to suck. Yeah. Um, and then once we got out of the city, it was really beautiful. We stopped for lunch. Around it didn't hurt like, your ass. My ass always gets bruised whenever I'm sitting on one of those seats. Yeah. We have to get the, the, um, you know, the, with the padded, uh, but suit. It, that's even with that for eight hours, that doesn't, you don't feel it. You feel the stuff everywhere. I didn't feel my ass felt fine. I've been riding a lot, so it doesn't like the ass don't chafe. It don't bruise. Yeah. The, but like, you know, my, sh from hunching over the bar, yeah, sometimes neck. I feel like a pinch in my neck, um, from the motion on my legs. I f usually, I feel something in my hip flexor sometimes. <laughs> yeah. My quads. I mean, everything. When you ride for that long, everything starts to hurt. And then, like, after lunch, I think it was, like, 60 miles. And that was the heart. Like, we finished lunch. We're like, okay, we're, like, a little more than halfway. And I, then we had to, like, the first thing we did was ride up a hill. And I was like, I was so gassed. I was like, I don't, like, I'm really going to limp home. Uh, and then it just kind of came in waves. By the time we actually, like, got to my parents' house, I felt good. And I could have rode for, like, 10 more miles probably. Oh, wow. But and the next just, day? It was just the right wave. Uh the next day, I also, I felt kind of like, I physically, I felt fine. I felt emotionally drained. I felt very hollow. <laughs> I felt like a shell of a man, especially that night. Wow. Um, and then the next day, I was like, I just still felt like my, I had like a little, little bit of brain fog. Interesting. I wonder if like the runner's high, like depleted your serotonin, like you had taken oh, MDMA all day. <laughs> you felt like... That you were feels saddened the next day. <laughs> that does feel possible. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a big high. We like pulled in. My dad made cheeseburgers. We cracked some sea hags. <laughs> it was like very celebratory, and it felt really good. We're all super amped. Yeah. So yeah, maybe the next day I was just depleted. <laughs> the next day you were like at the end of Hurt Locker, just found yourself in a grocery store, looking yeah. at fucking a box of Frosted Flakes, wondering if this is your life now. They're ringing in my ear. <laughs> PTSD from not riding a bike. Wait, Fucking did you ever do getting that? Hit by a car in Bridgeport. Didn't you have to do a triathlon recently? Oh, wait, did I not talk about this on the no. show? They canceled the triathlon <laughs> the day of the race or the day before the race. I was packing up. <laughs> um, we had all of our stuff by the stairs and I was worried that we were going to be late because I saw there was a ton of traffic and I was like trying to call the the race directors to see if I could pick up my packet after 6.30 if I didn't get there in time. Um, and Jill went on their Instagram and they had just posted. Um, so they they canceled, they didn't fully cancel the, the triathlon. They canceled the swim, making it a duathlon. And it, it was just so bizarre. They didn't email anybody. They didn't do anything except post on Instagram and it's basically not a, tri it's no longer a triathlon. It went from being a half mile swim, 12 mile bike ride, three mile run, which is the sprint triathlon to just a 12 mile bike ride and a three mile run. And I was like, I'll just why do would that I, at home. yeah, why would I stay? Why would I drive three hours, stay in a hotel, <laughs> wake up at five to go on a, but like that bike ride is like my commute. And I, <laughs> It really—it was Why so much they about the swim. swim. 
there was an algae bloom in the lake and it was unsafe to swim. And the fucked up thing was they had been dealing with it in their post. They'd been like, we've been dealing with this since July. And I was like, well, so why didn't you say that anything to anyone about it until an today? An algae bloom? An algae bloom. What does bloom? that mean? There's like slime in the lake and it would envelop yeah, it was like, you? Yeah. It was like unsafe to swim in because it was toxic algae. That's actually not a terrible nickname for me. Algae bloom. That's yeah. true. Algae, it's it's your your initials stay the same too. Yeah, call me algae, algae bloom. I like that. Uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, pretty insane, right? But at least you saw that Instagram post. It would have been worse if you drove for three hours and they said can't go in the lake. We were so fucking close to doing that. We were so fucking close. So <laughs> the, the next day, um, me and my sister and Jill, who we were all going to do the triathlon together, we just went on like a thirty mile bike ride which was a casual day trip for us and uh, three times as long as the bike ride for the triathlon that they were trying to make me pay for. So, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, all right, let's take another break. Uh, more, more ads, more questions and answers after these messages. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. Thanks, BetterHelp. Jake, I don't know if you know this, but we sort of all carry around different stressors, mm -hmm. big and small. Yeah. No, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard some people do that. And if you're anything like me, you just sort of keep it bottled up inside and never mm -hmm. complain or talk about yes. it to anyone ever. Very deep, deep, deep down. Yes. You put on a facade, as they call it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And a, and a masquerade. Mm -hmm. But when we do that, it starts to affect us negatively. It's not healthy. It's not good. That's why I use mm. therapy, which is a safe space to get things off your chest. And there's no better way to use therapy than with BetterHelp. Ah, very nice. So if you've been hearing a lot about therapy and you've been wanting to give it a try, but you don't want to, you know, go through the hassle of finding a therapist, driving their awkward waiting rooms, give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Perfect. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, mm -hmm. you get matched with a licensed therapist, mm -hmm. and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Ooh, love it. It helps to get things off your chest. It helps to talk about it. Right. So get those things off your chest with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash segments. You go there and you get 10% off your first month. Ooh, all right. Segments, folks. Yes. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. To get matched with your therapist as soon as possible. And if you use that coupon code by going to betterhelp.com slash segments, you'll get 10% off your first month. Nice. Give it a try. It'll help. Yeah. With BetterHelp. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Uh, okay. Braden Magician asks, have y'all ever been to the Magic Castle? Ooh, I have not. Really? I feel like we had, we had a connection there and I almost went, but I, Magic doesn't do it for me. Wow. Uh, yeah, there's this house, castle, mm -hmm. mansion, restaurant thing here in LA called the Magic Castle where there's like a dinner and then you walk around and people are doing magic. And then there's like rooms where people are doing like more stagey show magics, uh, 
in in this giant castle of a house in kind of near Hollywood. That's right. Uh, so I had my sixth grade birthday party there because my brother's friend was a magician. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, here, huh? No, Ben's friend was like one of the best magicians in the world at a certain point. What? His name was Thomas. Yeah, and he got us into the magic castle. Is he still magicianing? I don't think so. I think he sort of like burnt out from it and like moved somewhere far, far away. But interesting. Yeah, he got us because you have to be invited by a magician. It's all like very like country club chic and like yeah. you have to eat you have, their, to a, you have to wear a suit right you have yeah, to like dress to, up you have to dress up and eat at their restaurant which is bad and they make you pay for it before you get to see the magic so it's like this weird um like money yeah. laundering thing <laughs> like you have to eat at our bad restaurant and then you can watch the magic shows because they know yeah. nobody would eat at the restaurant either way but it, they're i like, think it like it, it Part of that is like that used to kind of be appealing. I think it was is a funny like date spot, you yeah. know. Just like, if you can get okay, a reservation, like, right? Right. Let's. I, first of all, you look cool. We can get. I can get us in there. It'll be funny. We'll look good. Yeah. We'll eat some bad food and see magic. But for me, that's like too many hills to climb to do something that I don't really. I like barely like magic if it's like forced upon me. I wouldn't yeah. really seek it out. I and then I think somebody like DM'd me once and I like actually did go there on a first date once. Um I don't know if you remember that, but it was kind of a, a funny first date location because yeah. you have to eat dinner with this person and then you have to like watch magic. And it I mean the magic itself is pretty good because it's Didn't like, that magician end up fucking your date? Yes, and that's that was what, so <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's that's a good lonely and horny episode. <laughs> yeah. Me taking a date to the magic castle. They they saw me in half and leave me on the stage. <laughs> I, th- I actually I thought of another really dark, uh, lonely and horny premise, um, or a Jake and Amir one, where you get a new bike and you walk in and it's one of those like ghost bicy- bicycles that one that's like painted all white. That means a cyclist was killed somewhere. <laughs> so a guy stole one of those on Craigslist and is charging me eight hundred dollars to <laughs> yeah. drive it, and then I finally get it and everyone hates me for it. Yeah, there's flowers all over the bike. God, it's so fucked up. The hell is your problem? What? <laughs> I paid top dollar for this. <laughs> it's a Cannondale. You know, there's some freaking spray paint in the gears, but it's still a good buy. Uh, yeah, so I've been to the Magic Castle. It's kind of fun. Um, and me, I think it's a tragic hassle. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Jake. Asks the Burning Nerd podcast, have you been liking the Lord of the Rings show? Ooh, I, so I watched the first three episodes of it, and I think it's, it's cool. It looks good. <laughs> it's got some of my favorite characters in it. Um, the unfortunate thing is I'm watching it at the same time as I'm watching Game of Thrones. It's kind of weird that these two kind of similar things are happening at the same time. Yeah, but it's, there's something, like, when I'm watching lord of the rings right now it feels like i'm watching harry potter it just feels very like childish like yeah the dwarves are singing songs and like the comedy is so like hokey um at the same time i'm watching like you know really fucked up shit on uh on the hbo and it just feels like i don't think that uh, Game of Thrones is necessarily better, but I think that it just makes me feel less a, like a child. If I had a 
nine-year-old, I'd be loving Lord of the Rings. Right. It's more like um, PG-13 versus the game. Yeah, because I feel like the old... That's, it's And it's totally... It's really similar to the movies, which I think is good, and which is what I would... I would hate if Lord of the Rings was trying to do Game of Thrones. Um, but the other movies have, like, the nostalgia factor for me, and the new show doesn't have that going for it, so it's hard for me to get into that. Um, is the Are you liking the new Game of Thrones as much as you did Game of Thrones? Not as much as I like Game of Thrones, but I am liking it a lot. The first episode, I was like, oh, they're just trying to like regurgitate Game of Thrones, and I don't care about anything, uh, but they're like making it graphic as hell just on purpose to try to get a reaction from me, uh-huh. and I sort of rejected it. Um, but then episode two was better, episode three was better than that, and now I'm kind of back into it. I was told that the episodes are too dark. Have you noticed that? It's kind of um, hard to yeah, see everything I, that's going on. Yeah, I have noticed that. I, I, but I adjusted the picture settings on my TV, and it looks a little washed out, but it definitely <laughs> looks better. It's pretty annoying. They did it at the end of uh, season eight, too. And like HBO, didn't they, they made a, they responded to somebody and they were like, this was an artistic decision. <laughs> and it was like, why was, why was someone allowed to make that decision? Make it so that dark it I can't see anything. <laughs> it's bizarre. Uh, Miriam Gurgis asks, what's the best sandwich in LA? got to be wax paper right it's a good sandwich the terry gross at max at wax paper i think is my favorite sandwich in la uh although didn't we like get a different sandwichery you guys might have i always try to get wax paper i think wax paper is the best sandwich in la um it's tough to get a good sandwich out there there's not very many um what's your favorite sandwich in new york um it depends where I am, really. But I think um, Anthony and Sons in Williamsburg. Oh, wow. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, you haven't. Uh, if Oh, here's another sporty one. If each of you can pick one sport to be world-class in, what sport would it be? Bonus question. If you, if you would then choose an abnormal or strange feature or handicap for each other within that sport, what would it be? So you choose to be world-class, and then I say, actually, I'm going to give you a boil so you can't really excel. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, I think it would be football, Um, international football, not American football. I'd be a footballer, and you could give me a boil right on my forehead so I wouldn't (laughs) be able to head head the ball without pus oozing out. Oh, it's off the boil slash crossbar. (laughs) Yeah. Another... Epic strike for Boyle Hurwitz. A worldie from the <laughs> Boyle man. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore if you're going to call me that. It's a hat trick, but he can't wear the hat because it will irritate his Boyle. <laughs> because the pus will trick. Trickle down his face, that is. But another excellent strike from the unicorn slash boiled man. <laughs> And for me, I would choose to be so good at tennis that I would cram a serve down Ofer's dad's yeah. chest so for your, fast that he wouldn't even be able to return it. And I would make you 75, so he, so you'd have 10 years on him. <laughs> then so he would he'd, have, again, he'd have yeah. the legs on you, yeah. Uh, Raphael Centino asks, if you could live anywhere in South America, where would you live and why? Anywhere in South America. Um, man, I guess Patagonia because the weather is so bad. 
interesting. That's where you would live because the weather is so bad. Yeah, well, I was just kidding about the weather being bad. It's really beautiful. I do hear that the weather's really bad. Yeah, because um, it's really close so, to the Arctic Circle. Yeah. Or Antarctic so, Circle. Maybe Rio then. Yeah, because it looks like a giant Brazilian fuckfest 24-7. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, there's only one place to be, and that's Buenos Aires. Nice. In Catalonia, Argentina. <laughs> oh, God, my tongue is swollen. <laughs> Your tongue is swollen. <laughs> Just the thought of eating that ceviche. <laughs> Here, lick my boil. <laughs> oh, thank God it worked. Um, all right, a few last ones. Anything right, that you see? Um, let's go rapid fire. Um, here we go. Uh, Tom Holt, how's Animal Crossing going? I don't play. I haven't played for two years. <laughs> Tom Nook is a crook. I'm out on that game. Um, are you still into crypto or is it all over now? Asks Will Russian LO. Yeah, everything surged at the beginning of the pandemic. And now, mm. much like every other market on Earth, um, with the instability of the global economy slash um, impending nuclear holocaust Damn, slash I didn't realize climate Bitcoin change. Bitcoin is at only at 20K. I, maybe I should unload my 48 Bitcoin that I have. 48? You have over a, a million dollars in crypto. Maybe I should unload that shit. <laughs> unload it. You could purchase... A small farm in Buenos Aires for that kind of Chiefs money. are bills this Sunday. Give me the bills on the road. There's a reason the Chiefs are home dogs. They didn't look great against the Las Vegas Ra Raiders this weekend. And Josh Allen is here to prove himself that this mm -hmm. wasn't an aberration. Give me the bills. P.S. Go Bills. Go Bills. This is your year. Who would play the other better in a movie? So you play me in a movie or I'm playing you? Oh, um, wow. I think you would play me better. I don't know how to act. That's awesome. Yeah. But with you playing me, you would just have to get glasses or something. Right. Actually, I could do it. I don't know how it would be you. Mm -hmm. All right. Final question. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead. Jay Sizzle asks, what's the best dog size? You got to go medium. You got to go <laughs> medium because it's in between the two. Yeah, largest. I've seen some large dogs, and that seems hard. Here we go. If you're watching on, dog right if there. you're watching on our YouTube, you can see Jake is currently showing his dog that passed away, and he refuses to move him <laughs> for for four days. That's the the world premiere <laughs> of Dingo. He is so he's zonked. He's chilled. He's absolutely zonked. So it's a new dog for you. How's his sleeping schedule been? Or is he waking you up early? Is he staying up late? He, his sleeping schedule finally got good. Um, going to bed at like 11. Sometimes he needs one more pee before he goes to bed, which uh -huh. is like waking me up at 1230. And then he'll sleep until 730. And do um, you do walks or do you do let him out the back? I always do a walk. Because if I let him out the back, he still will like, um, I think that he eat a eat flower. Something. Yeah. Right. So, but he, you know, he, we go down the stairs in front of our place and he pees right away. And then you're back so like, up. Yeah, right back up. He wants to come back in too. He's like, let's go outside, pee. I got to go back inside. That's where the treats are. But the last night he had diarrhea every hour on the hour. Of the mouth? 
uh, no, of the South. Interesting. So that's of sort the of the ass a, variety. Does he let you know, or do you just wake up and you hear some sort of faucet on? No, he like, he just... cries and he yeah he cries and he he knows that he needs to go outside. He, he is whimpers. potty trained. Yeah. So yeah, he wants to go outside. I wake up. I run downstairs. Usually he walks really well, like just right at my foot. Yeah. Um, but when he has the diarrhea, he like runs out ahead of me, <laughs> runs to the sidewalk, shits everywhere. <laughs> And then like looks confused and then comes, he would come back inside and just like flop down on this dog bed and be like, wow, that was crazy. <laughs> and it's like that, but six times. Yeah. I, we woke I woke up at like one, two, three, four, five, um, you know, all throughout the night. And then Jill was like, we should take him to the emergency room. And I was like, I don't want to go to do that right now. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't think he's going to die. Yeah. Uh, the vet's going to be open at eight. Let's just do that. Uh-huh. Uh And yeah, he's fine. Is it a food thing? Um, It was, I think it was a reaction to one of the vaccines that he got, or also it could have been a food. They were like puppies. Uh, They just called it puppy stomach. It could have been anything. Like sometimes he eats a rock. Sometimes he like tries to eat a wood chip. Sometimes yeah. he'll like eat... Uh, a piece of lettuce that's on the side of the street and like i try to get everything out of his mouth but he definitely ingests bad stuff every once in a while <laughs> um also he got his vaccines so it, it really could be anything it could have been a we tested his shit to see if he had a tapeworm uh but in conclusion or a, or no a parasite parasite uh, in conclusion medium is the best size for you absolute medium because dingoes right now he's kind of he's small to medium and the diarrhea was not overwhelming to pick up yeah i've seen some really enormous dogs with really enormous poops like grapefruit yeah. sized shit you got to pick up yeah that's a lot and i like the small dog that i have because he can sleep uh in between my legs in the bed which that's you can't nice. really get with a big dog either yeah that is really nice so i guess it's a it's a personal preference i'm sure whatever size dog you have you think is yeah. the best one mm-hmm. yeah uh all right we tried to answer as many questions as possible we did our best. Was it enough? We did a good job. Let us know. Uh, yeah. We will be back, of course, next week. Uh, so keep oh, yeah. emailing us your theme songs and your questions and your debates. Yes, please. We need those debates. Uh, if there's a, a debate that's been tearing your friend group or relationship apart, email us at show at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll be back mm-hmm. next week. And you can watch more of us on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash JA. Weekly yeah. videos where we're uh, checking out old Jake and Amir videos and reacting to them. We just watched the Grand Canyon series. There's two episodes about a canyon being grand and she is canyon. Yes, exactly. Check it out. We watched them both. Uh, and they're online. So, yeah. Great episodes. If you're ever in the need for more, that's patreon.com slash JA one last time. That Omsby-themed Cheers <laughs> uh, exactly. parody by Lorne Mintz. Here we go. Doesn't get better. See y'all soon. Bye. Running a podcast company takes everything you've got. Having to deal with Jeff and Riley sure sounds like a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go out for lunch to eat Japanese And order all the You wanna go where other 
was a HeadGum original.